surprised this morning when I walked in and saw all the posters and signs and uh, it, it's just totally different in here looking. Most of you are sitting in your right seat. Uh, your poster is, I should say. Uh, a couple of you, we got to move. You're in the wrong seat. But uh, uh, just thank you. I was totally surprised. And I appreciate Tara and Jennifer and all those that uh, had a part in this. Um, and uh, just looking out, I uh, just want to thank you. We'll be showing pictures. I'm sure I think Ms. Tara already put out a, a little video this morning. Uh, but uh, thank you. It uh, really means a lot, and uh, I just appreciate that it, and appreciate each of you as we go through this together. Well, this morning, if you have your Bibles, turn to the book of John, chapter 20, chapter 20 of the book of John. And we're going to look at verses 19 and 20. This is very close to where Brother Preston was uh, talking about Thomas. This leads right up to that. Uh, but in the book of John, chapter 20, I'm going to look at verses 19 through 20. You know, last week we celebrated Easter, and it was a glorious day. But let me ask you, what were you doing? I know this year was totally different than other years, but what were you doing Sunday night of Easter? Sunday night of Easter. Some of us maybe was recuperating from all the food we ate earlier in the day. Maybe we were uh, taking a nap. But you know, when I read this, for the disciples, Sunday night of Easter was totally different for them. In the book of John, chapter 20, it says, When it was evening of that first day of the week, the disciples were gathered together with their doors locked because they feared the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. But look at verse 20. Having said this, he showed them his hands and his side, so that the disciples rejoice when they saw the Lord. Or the King James Version says, Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. This morning I'm going to talk about the importance of gladness. The disciples, think about it, their Sunday night of Easter wasn't one of rejoicing. It wasn't one of excitement. They were huddled up in a room fearful of the Jews that were all around them. They were fearful that they would be found. They would be fearful that, that someone would come on them. Because you see, at that moment, the lie had been spread that the disciples had stolen the body of Jesus, and that's why he was missing. And so they were frightful. They were fearful. But when they finally did see Jesus, they were glad. I don't know about you, but in the situation that we find ourselves in with this coronavirus, we think we're making headway. We think we are getting to the point that things are going to change. But then we see that we're facing new things. And, and, and it's getting to the point that many times we're still, we still experience that fear. We still experience 
What is going to happen next? Will things ever be like they used to be? And it's looking like it's not. This event has changed our lives, has changed our nation, has changed this world. And a lot of us sometimes, even though we've been told to lock ourselves, or not lock ourselves, but put ourselves in in our homes and stay put, and, and, and there's a good reason why, for our own safety, there's still a lot of concern. There's still a lot of, of that hesitation within us and wondering what's right and what's wrong. And wouldn't it be good to look at Jesus and know that we can be glad or we could rejoice? This morning, I believe that we need to see that in whatever times we're in, that this morning we have the capability and have the opportunity to experience gladness because our Lord is full of gladness. And this morning, don't forget that. Don't overlook that of spending that time with Jesus, experiencing the gladness that he can bring to our lives. If you listen to the news, if you Turn on the news. Or today, if you turn on the Sunday talk shows, let me tell you, they're not going to fill your life with gladness. But spend the time with Jesus. You see, the disciples were crowded in that room, and they thought all was over. They thought the other Jews would get them. Because many people believe that the the disciples had stolen the body of Jesus. They were scared. But here we find that they experienced gladness when they saw Jesus. This morning, I want us to note a couple things about gladness. I want you to see the moment of gladness for the disciples. In that verse, it says, if you're looking at the King James, it says, Then were the disciples glad. You know, sometimes we have to go through those darkest moments before the dawn. And whether that is true or not, it does describe many of a sour situation turning sweet. Think of the sweetness of our Lord. Think of of his compassion. Think of how he is there. And, And think of how our Lord has not gone and hid during this crisis, that our Lord is there to share the gladness that he has for us. And so it was with the disciples. They figured, they thought that the end had come and, and the news of the resurrection had lost its effect upon them because of unbelief. Look, in all of this that we're experiencing today, don't let Satan push unbelief into your life that you stop forgetting about the all-powerful and all-knowing living God and how he wants to bring the rejoicing, the, 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 the goodness, the gladness that we can experience. All the news that they had heard was bad. But they saw the great power of God. And when everything seemed against them, Christ showed up to change their dreaded, their dread to delight. 
Don't forget who we serve. Take time to to study and to read God's Word and, and to, again, anew and afresh, allow Him to delight you, to enrich you, to bless you. And oh, in that moment, we find that Jesus was with His chosen ones and He was there in that moment to bring gladness into their hearts. Despair had filled their hearts. They, they were disappointed. They were hurt. They were afraid. But Jesus came and brought gladness. But that verse goes on to share, it says the disciples, and, 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 and again, Jesus came to share with these men. Now, not everyone had this wonderful experience. Here we find the, the ten of them. The disciples were there, minus Thomas. And of course, Judas was no longer in the situation. But it was only for the disciples in this moment, God was bringing his goodness, his gladness, the time of rejoicing to his disciples. You see, God gives his blessings to those who are devoted him. And, and, and we find here that he was bringing this blessed, wonderful news to his disciples. I believe Jesus knew exactly where they were, and he knew what they were going through, and he knew at this very moment they needed to experience this. Now, I believe in the promises of God. But also know that there are certain cases and certain situations and certain blessings that are for certain people. And in this situation, it was for the disciples. Now, in verse 21, it goes on to say in John chapter 20, Jesus said to them again, Peace to you, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. Here we find the message of peace, and he was talking to the disciples. He was taking their fears, and he was squashing them, and he was bringing them his peace, his divine blessing. Even in the troubled situation we find ourselves in today, God has a blessing for his children. And here we find that this particular blessing, he said, Peace to you, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. And then he said, after saying this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven then. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. You see, we find that in this moment, God took some people, took some men that were scared, were frightened, didn't know what to do, had locked themselves in a room, and he came and he blessed them. He gave them gladness. He gave them a time of rejoicing, and he anointed them with the Spirit of God. I know sometimes today we feel like we, have, we are isolated and, and we have isolated ourselves in the sense of, of this virus and staying home, but realize what God can do. God 
can penetrate any building. God can penetrate anyone's life if we allow them. And, and God this morning, as his children, wants to come and, and to work in our lives and especially bring the gladness that we need. But we also find something else. The means of this gladness, it says, when they saw the Lord. In other words, the proof. What did Jesus do? He stood before them, and he did what? He showed them his hands and his side. He showed them. And the Lord, you know, the Lord does not expect us just to jump up and down with joy without a good reason. But we have a good reason. Think of it. Our Lord Jesus Christ is alive. That tomb did not hold him. And we have something to be excited about. This morning, we let the everyday issue of life, the everyday moment of life, just to come over the power of our Lord Jesus Christ and say, well, it's the same thing. But realize who Jesus is. He's the Son of God. This morning, realize who he is and what he can do. Through the power of God, Jesus was able to come out of that grave and to ascend to the heavens. Jesus is still on his throne. And even today, Jesus is concerned and Jesus has a love and compassion for us. And he wants to bring rejoicing even in these times. But even we find in this message, the person, He said, Lord, I, it was the Lord who was the source of this joy. Now, where can joy be found? You might remember over in Philippians chapter 4, Philippians chapter 4, beginning reading in verse 6. It says, don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. We need to look at that promise. We need to see where will the joy be found. Where are we looking today? If you're looking at the news, you're not going to find joy. Maybe even in your own home, you might not find joy. But look in the Word of God. Look in His message. Look at the instrument that He is sharing and and, and find the joy that He has for you. He doesn't expect you to just stay home and feel depressed and feel like there's no hope. We can have joy in the Lord, we need to look to him. The the joy that the Lord has is lasting. Think of that. You ever get one of those good, I mean good, candy bars? That when you take a bite of it, you can feel, you can taste the chocolate and the caramel. And I mean, it has a taste that, that you just, man, 
It, it just stays with you. But after a while, it's gone. Because you've eaten it and you've digested it. But after a while, it's gone. I, I want us to, to realize that the joy in the Lord is lasting. And not only is it lasting, it's satisfying. And, 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 I, and, and realize that the world that we live in today, if it does bring joy, it's not for very long. It, it's only for a short period of time. But realize that the joy that the Lord brings is everlasting. Now I want you to take your, your Bibles and, and turn over to, to Psalms 27, 1. Psalms 27, 1. In Psalms 27, 1, it says, The Lord is my light. And my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. This morning, can you say that? Can you say that the Lord is the stronghold of my life? The Lord is my light. Brothers and sisters, we need to see that even in these dark times, even in these difficult times, even in the cloudy, unfocused time that we see, that seem to be in, allow the light of God to shine in our lives. And by doing that, we will see and know which direction to go in. But I want you to turn over to another passage. It might be a little harder to find, but it's in the Old Testament. The book of Nehemiah. Go over to Nehemiah chapter 8. Now in this passage of Scripture, we find where, and I'll read it in just a moment, but Nehemiah chapter 8 and we'll read verse 10. We find in this passage of Scripture that the children of Israel, the children of Israel returned to Jerusalem from exile, and they were listening to the law being read and were overcome with the condemnation, and they were weeping. Look what it says. Then he said to them, Go and eat what is rich, drink what is sweet, and send portions to those who have nothing prepared, since today is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve, because the joy of the Lord is your strength. You see, the children of Israel were coming back to Jerusalem. They had been in exile. They had faced difficulties, difficulties that were beyond what they had ever imagined. And now as this was being brought up to them, they were overcome with guilt. They were overcome and they were weeping. And we find where it was said, do not grieve because the joy of the Lord is your strength. You see, the disciples learned the importance of having the gladness and the rejoicing of the Lord. And this morning, we need to experience the joy of the Lord. It is there. It's available to us. But if we don't focus upon it, if we don't pray for it, if we don't reach out and experience and, 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 and spend the time and say, Lord, I need that joy, 
But you know what the, what the Lord wants to give us? It's not just a temporary joy. It's an everlasting joy. It's something that could be with us for the rest of our life. And, 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 and again, we need to see what the Lord's doing. When our Heavenly Father gave us His Son to die, that wasn't just a temporary fix. That was Jesus dying on the cross and coming from the grave. And that is something we should rejoice every day. That Jesus is alive. And we have an opportunity to live with him and to experience that. Just like the disciples, they were in a room, they were scared. Jesus said, look, you don't have to stay that way. Realize what you have in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Receive the joy of the Lord. That it will give us strength as we face each day. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't, what, we don't know what new announcement or, or how things are going to affect us. But we can expect and rejoice in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is worthy. This morning, I pray that just like the disciples, they experienced the gladness of the Lord, that you also would experience. The gladness that comes from the Lord. He doesn't want you to live in a room scared. He he doesn't want you to live a life defeated. Let's see what Jesus can do. Jesus is there for us. Even today, in the days ahead, that Jesus is there for us to experience that joy. Let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, you have been so good to us. And Lord, just like you went to your disciples that were hurting, that were scared, that didn't know what to do, you went to them and showed them what the world had done to you. You show them the wounds in your hands and in your feet. Lord, you showed them, and then you told them and gave them the peace that only you can give. Lord, I know in that situation, Lord, you were giving it to the, these men, but Lord, I believe even today that you've come back so that your children, can find true peace, true gladness, and it is through you. Lord, if there is one today, if they're at home, Lord, wherever they're at, that they would pray and say, Lord, I need to experience that gladness. Lord, I've locked myself in, not physically, but Lord, in my life, scared, But, Lord, I need you to show me the gladness that I can experience in you. Lord, be with us this morning. Lord, I ask this in your son's name.